Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. You're about to listen to a podcast full of wonder, excitement, and discovery. It's time for an adventure through Odyssey. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Adventures Through Odyssey podcast, Odyssey Revisited. I'm Will here with John. It's time for our January news roundup and... There was a bit of news this month. Uh, the pod, the official podcast did a Q&A, which we'll get to in a second. But, John, what did you think of how the Tokyo comic wrapped up? Um, so, okay. As someone who went to law school, let me say, I do... I thought the lawyer scene was funny. It did... <laughs> totally inaccurate. But they even acknowledge that. I do wonder... If the legal system, how different the legal system is in Japan versus America, because it definitely felt like an American legal system. Yes. I kind of hated <laughs> the game console thing. That was more unrealistic than any of the law stuff. You mean that Donna let him buy it or? Oh, no, no, no. So, okay. Well, the really quick going back. The Jimmy thing being like, no one liked that statue is, is kind of funny. As an argument, yes. like, everyone thought it was ugly. Like, it's, it's like, kind of a funny um, bit. It sounds like something a real unscrupulous lawyer in the real world might try. Yeah. The fact that he's like, oh, well, we were at this game convention and bought a not-yet-on-the-market prototype game system that we were gonna use to sp- for Honeymoons 2 and 3. But, like, it's a little weird. Like, first, it's just never, no one's selling, like, giving out prototype game systems, like, like, next-gen game systems at, like, events. See, I thought it was just some unreleased rare console. No, I think they said, like, a, I mean, maybe it was, but then, like, it wouldn't be, like, I, I, they were, like, they were giving it away or something. Okay, so... I, I'll say this. I'm glad they brought the nerd convention thing full circle because that felt like kind of a mean-spirited joke otherwise. Yeah. I also want to – okay, I also want to say a funny thing happened with that. So when Donna said Honeymoons 2 and 3, I thought, man, Donna is kind of high maintenance here. 
uh, one of our cousins just got married and they went on one honeymoon and they just went on their second one within like a month of each other. So I guess that's a more common thing than I expected and does sort of explain why the family was allowed to come. But I still think yeah. that's a little ridiculous. I agree. So. I did kind of like how the ending teases a Monte Carlo adventure, though. It does. I feel like. I feel like my problem is the rap bones were like more like cringy in this comic than I feel like they were in Odyssey. I mean, the rap bones always were cringe, but people also like, I don't know. Maybe it's just seeing them do the stuff. That's very possible. I also feel like nothing that happens in the Hawaii episode is quite as intense as the statue incident. That's fair. They didn't go to court over anything. So we've also started a new comic arc where it's Trent and Mandy going to prom together. Cute. Yay. It's nice, but again, it's like the Kurt and Lucy being an item thing. This feel There's nothing in here that doesn't feel like it could have been an episode 10 years ago. Or 15 yeah, it years feels ago like now, a little bit like fan shipping, which is fine, but well, it is, is it like fan- an interesting choice. Is it fan shipping if a future, if a flash forward episode confirmed they got married? Did they? I forgot. Remember, like, oh, the first oh, time. Oh, yeah, we- yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot that. Like, basically, the first episode where they introduce this relationship, we find out they're married and Trent is dead <laughs> in the future. I Did think. they confirm he was dead? I think well, it was just did. like, your is your grandpa Trent? Da, da. Da. Exactly. So my only point is, so not that I haven't enjoyed that storyline, but it's always lacked a certain amount of tension because I we forgot. know they got married. I forgot about that. I mean, I guess it's interesting they're going full on like the romance angle of it. Yes. And I I like how the episode's like Trent over fantasizing. I don't love Trendy as the couple name. Yeah, that wasn't great. Like, I guess it's a little better than Buckles, but not by much. Fair. But we'll see where it goes. Yeah, it's a cute idea. And then, as I said, then the January free comic is Connie, or not Connie, Jules driving... What's her name? Bridget home, picking up Olivia and missing part of a concert or something. Apparently it ties into right notes, wrong key in the, in this album we're currently in. Yeah. But we need to talk about the December episode of the podcast where they did a Q and a about uh, the Eugene episodes. Okay. So the first thing they talk about is that was not a sound like a Bernard. That was from when Eugene was going to leave to go to Africa and they thought he wasn't coming back. So they had Bernard write a poem. So that audio has just been sitting around. Okay. That, okay. That feels better. I agree. But the way they had talked about it beforehand was like, we got a new Bernard. Or maybe we just misread that. I don't know. Maybe they're like, oh, like how we've done it is great. Like it, it's an interesting choice. I mean, that, that is sweet that it's like old audio, but it, I guess that does confirm he's not coming back. Right. I mean, he's still in the comics because we didn't ever talk about this. Did you watch the December? Did you read the December free comic? No. Okay. So it's, it's at the Harlequin theater. If you want to read it now, just stop me. So Edwin is having a hard time finding people to be in a Christmas carol with him. So he, he just does the Christmas carol where he plays all the parts. Maybe I saw and, part of this. Part of this rings and, a bell. Yeah, so at the end, it cuts to Bernard and some person who may or may not be read ho- hollered. I'm not really sure who it was supposed to be in the audience saying, man, this is a great version of A Christmas Carol. Oh, maybe I did read this. That sounds familiar. Yeah. 
Okay, so the next thing is someone asked about the chairman and Novacom. And they said it will be coming in a year or two once they wrap up some other character stuff. It will not take 20 years again. So I don't know what that meant. So it kind of sounds to me like we're on the edge of a Novacom thing, but they probably want to like wrap up. Yeah. I don't know the team. What other storylines are there? I mean, the whole Jason stuff. So it could be that Jason. Oh, yeah. Well, cause, and because the other thing is, it would make sense. Like, because Alex and Cal, who were kids, figured out the Novacom stuff at the beginning of the Novacom saga. So it makes sense that the team somehow kind of fell into the first part of that story. Yeah. Then I don't, I don't know one cares about this, but me. And if you listen to our last episode, they, we were talking about the Matthew thing. And the one thing they were talking about was now that the kids are voiced by adults, it gives them a little more story freedom to like do long-term storytelling. Yeah. So I'm just surprised they've never tried to replace Matthew, but that's not really the point. If you listen to our last episode, we were talking about like, wouldn't it be great if Matthew just popped into this episode to give that story some closure? But John made a good point. It's, to Odyssey's credit, the friendship basically ended. However, Matthew and Camilla have basically disappeared from the show. Yeah. And this was my favorite question. Somebody asked, what are the ages of the kids? And they said, we recently decided this, so probably right before they recorded. Uh, they, I didn't write down the exact numbers, but... They called up the they called up the Odyssey writers. It's like, how old are these kids? Yeah, so here's the thing. They gave exact ages. I'm just saying who's going to what school. So at Odyssey Elementary, we have Camilla, and they admitted we haven't heard from her recently. Wyatt, Miles, and Darcy, who are twins, who I don't remember who they are, but... I kind of remembered them. They were in a thing. And Molly, who is Pole House's granddaughter. Okay. Which makes Molly a little younger than I thought, but anyway. So... In Odyssey Middle School, we have Matthew, Maury, Trey, Emily, Susu, Buddy, Olivia, Andy, and Zoe. Okay. And now, in the moment that shook me to the core, at Odyssey High School, we have Jay, which they admitted has been inconsistent. Where sometimes he's in middle school, sometimes he isn't, and it fluctuates from episode to episode. I would assume... I don't know if they gave specific dates... Like his age, specific age. But I believe they said Jay is fifteen. Yeah, so he's probably like a freshman, right? But even they even commented like last year there was an episode where Jay was in high school. Then three episodes later, he was in middle school. So oh, okay. they are aware he's kind of the character they slot in when they need somebody. That makes sense. Then Valerie Cooper, Buck, Jules, Ryan, and Bridget. So not a big deal, but I thought it was just kind of nice that they thought about it yeah it also kind of makes sense because it also not makes sense it will be interesting to see now that jay is mentioned to be older than most of the kids he hangs around with if that changes the dynamics at all maybe we'll because see Because that also means jay is flirty with a middle schooler well but it literally could be like 14 okay right i, I you're right <laughs> No, it so also it's not very that. well if Odyssey is a small town. Could be a combined high school, middle school. Well, no, because they've we've heard of Odyssey Middle School and Odyssey High School. Yeah, but they could be very close to each other. Okay, you're not wrong. So let's move on to the episode. The Ark's the thing. Olivia and Emily disagree on how to put a play on about Noah's Ark. This is a weird episode. At times I was like, oh, I'm really liking it. And other times I'm like, this is bad. <laughs> 
I I tend to agree. I think the biggest problem is I feel like for most of the episode, Olivia is kind of in the right. Okay, I would not say that. I am saying this purely from a production standpoint. Okay, well, sure. Well, okay, here's here's the thing, right? It is a VBS. So that's the context. And at one point they say this, and I hate to say it, I'm like, that's kind of true, where they're like, well, doesn't they learn the story from, like, the other sections of, like, VBS? Because it's like a rotation. So there, it's like when we had a drama camp at our church there was like a story time section where we talked about the story yeah well one other quick thing i i don't know what vbs they're going to we've never been to a vbs where we had time to put on a play well what it might be is there are some full day vbs's and then also it could be that i would not be surprised if an odyssey they have mold they're saying like it could be a drama week that includes a that's like called a vbs Yes, but then what? But they mentioned at the top of the episode you could sign up for an extracurricular, and only three kids signed up, which we'll get back to in a second. But yeah, it did feel weird. It felt weird. It was like three kids, and then that was it. And then one is has to play Noah's neighbor. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised like Olivia and Emily weren't playing parts by the end. And I do wish there had been some call out by Wit when the list was too low. We've certainly fallen far in this drama department since the days of Ned Lewis. So, interesting episode. I mean, it, first, an interesting way to address, like, the Noah's Ark thing, right? Oh, yeah. Like, obviously, like, Noah's Ark is a very, like, hotly debated in the, ter- in, like, you know, like, Bible literalism or not. Or even, oh, like, yeah. Young Earth creationism sort of groups. Oh, yeah. I feel like I would... If they were going down this path, which, to be honest... I feel like... I get why it's it's important to some people. Like, it's it's, like, such a hotly contested matter. But I feel like it's something that's not, like, necessary for your salvation. So to me, it's like, like, it's like whether you believe on one side or another of like, oh, did Noah's Ark literally happen? It doesn't necessarily determine whether you're going to heaven or not. Correct. And so <laughs> I feel like if they were going to go down this route, which, you know, I, I believe that's Odyssey's. I would no doubt that's Odyssey's opinion on the matter. I feel like I wish they would have just addressed it directly. Because we get this whole meat and milk thing. Yeah. Which is just, I feel like, look, I could go off on a long tangent about, like, why I feel like there's issues with how they did it. But, like, it doesn't fundamentally, first, I believe the meat and the milk one is, like, like, I don't even think fundamentally do it. Because it feels like how it comes out is like, well, the young kid just shouldn't hear those questions because he only can get milk. And then for us, the meat is that we just believe like a child. And it's like, what? Like, that's like such a weird way of selling it. Yeah, so I would concur with this because, I mean, it's that age old thing where kids mature at different levels Sometimes I never mature, but 
you do have to sometimes think, especially with little kids, like maybe one kid wants to know more and the other one might have an existential crisis if you start asking these questions or you start answering these questions. And it, right. I don't, I do kind of think the episode landed on the side of just don't talk about it was an interesting one. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, like, or it's like we talk about it by telling him, like, well, all you do is believe. And it's like, well, sure, that is somewhat the fun. But, like, you can talk about it. You could talk about it like, well, maybe... God did this and God did that. And maybe that's what they were getting at because at the end they talk about like, like, you know, um, how do rainbows happen? It's like, it's light reflecting through this and that's how God, and it's how God made it. So it's like them like kind of like addressing like the technical questions and like the God aspect, but they just don't do any of that from Noah. They don't like, like thing like, well, it could have been this or it could have been that. And I think the problem is besides like a very literal, like it's just how it happened. They don't want to necessarily talk about like other possible theories of like, oh, old earth or like, you know, stuff like, well, maybe like just this section of the world was flooded. I don't even know. That's like a pop. I'm just like thinking off the top of my head of what like the theories would be. But like, It, it it feels like they're like, we want to talk about Noah and we can talk about it through like this lens. So it's like, well, we shouldn't always talk about it to people as kids because they're at different levels of their faith, which is like, okay, that's not bad, but it is a kid show. So it's a weird like thing for a chill, for a kid show to have. Yes. But then at the same time, it feels weird that then they're like, we have to faith a child, which is true, but we're not even going to like, that's the whole answer. Like, we're not even going to talk about, like, because if someone's, like, struggling to figure out the questions, just saying that, I mean, it's, like, right, you have to, like, be strong enough in your faith to do that, but it's also not bad to ask questions and think, like, deeper about God and, like, have, use the Holy Spirit to try to figure out what the scriptures are saying and how it can relate I would actually contend a show that said it was, I mean, I was 20 years ago for Eugene to ask questions, but then say, oh, you can't, I mean, not saying you can't ask questions. I do always kind of feel like when it comes to answering kids questions, they don't 
back out of it, but it can sometimes be a bit of a loaded gun. It feels like that maybe what they should have done is not have Noah be the story for this. Because I feel like Noah is so controversial. They don't even want to have anything besides the, the, like, just, like, the story's just true. 100%. 100% everything that it says, that's how it happened. And it could be that, but you still could, like, posit, like, this happened this way. Or, like, this happened that way. Or, like, these are different ways it could have worked out. Or, like, you know, this is how God could do it. You know, um, which is all, like very valid points yes but i feel like there noah is like i mean there there's like the ark experience or did that close no it's still open i just saw a commercial for it during like a football game or something crazy uh for some reason i thought it closed maybe that was the holy land experience it was the holy land experience okay um that's so like hotly contested i think they were just like well it's just faith and it's like well okay Paul's also, I feel like, if I remember the passage correctly, also, like, a little bit theological matters, right? Like, there's certain, like, things where it's like, well, okay, some of these deeper questions, it's that we have to, like, think about more in depth. Like, I think it, it, both are, like, fine ideas for episodes on their own, I actually think. If, If Odyssey wants to do something about, like, the legitimacy of Noah or even like Jonah or like the legitimacy of like scripture from their perspective. I think that's fine, but I think that's like an episode that needs to be its own. And then like, they could have done like a meat and milk episode. Cause it's interesting like idea, but I think it needed to be with like more like, Oh, like a Bible study or something. And like, Oh, you're posing like really complicated questions that like, where like the, the question of like, how could this many animals be in Noah's Ark is a pretty like general kids question. Yeah. And actually going on your whole thing about making this a separate episode, I think the meat and the milk thing would have been a good next step in Olivia's faith arc. Yeah, that probably would have been. Yeah. Like maybe she's asked to teach a Sunday school class and she still has to deal with this, but it's in more of a scenario where maybe they should be learning it. Yeah, I I would agree with that. So, because again, this is a play for VBS. I don't know what VBS has the time for this, but it, I mean, it's like a what a five minute play, like seven minute or something. Yeah, but still, that's that's a lot of prep. Like, okay, let me say this. Outside of that, I thought the episode's funny enough. Yes, there are good jokes in it. I think the play going wrong and stuff is very good. <clears throat> Fog machine good. Yes, the fog machine joke is good, and I'm glad that no one got hurt and there wasn't a fire. The little kid basically being like, are you guys, did you guys stop fighting because Mr. Whitaker came in? Yes, that was a great joke. Very good joke. But it's also the first time Mr. Whitaker seems to have come in all week, so. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like weird. I feel like lately with Odyssey, it's like I'm not like the actual jokes and like storylines aren't bad, but then it like comes around to the message and I'm just like you're trying to do some real high level messages or like high level plots with almost too simple. Like you're trying to take a simple plot and then add this really complex message to it. I'm like I don't know if that's quite right. Or like yeah, it's I- like the uh I don't know what the order of the episodes are coming out in, but the Jules Band episode 
where I feel like it's like kind of a complicated situation between her and Bridget to just say, oh, like Jules is being the bad friend. But it's like, well, it's a little more complicated than that. I would concur. Yeah. So, and look, I'm not saying I take Olivia's side completely on this. I do think if Emily truly came up with a 20 minute rewrite and they had to do five minutes, yeah, we're doing Olivia's version. Yeah, I mean, I I actually really thought, though, I mean, it's supposed to be, like, Olivia's version's not that, or uh, Emily's version's not that good. I, mean, I thought it was hilarious that it's basically she just took a a Bible commentary or, like, a study Bible and just added all the footnotes. I do agree. And, like, there's a better version of this joke where, like, Jay's also doing it with them, and he does a, what's it called, Saved by the Bell style, time out, I've got some facts for you. That would have been very funny. So, um, I'll say this. I do think the ending of the Noah one is very cheesy. Yes. And that's why we should all be more like Noah. You know, they yeah, probably yeah. did Noah because they love the idea that it's like, well, Noah just had blind faith and we also have to have blind faith. Right? right? Like, which, well, technically, here, let me say this. It's didn't god like talk to noah and say you should build this ark yes i don't know i'm just saying it's a little like yeah i I get it it's like hard because like having blind faith like a child is part of it but it's also like it's not bad to question things and like try and like investigate things and how the ep- and I don't know if this was their intention, but how the episode is written, like right, I feel like they even realized that. That's why they had like the rainbow prism thing, because it feels like they were like, oh, we got to show them handling like a question like that. But then, like for a bunch of his questions, it's just like, oh, it's just this, and it's just weird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is my one thing. Obviously, we've all been to Sunday school. Probably people listening to this podcast, and there's always that one kid who asks a few too many questions. Yeah. Which isn't a bad thing, but it does kind of feel like the episode turns Olivia into the villain because she's not willing to answer this kid's question. Which, which look, I get it. You don't want to blow off the kids, but if I'm trying to run a thing, there is a time to tell the kid not now. Yeah. Basically. Again, I know this is not how to run a play as a middle schooler. So that's not the message yeah. of the episode, but yeah, no, I think this episode's fine. I, I didn't love the joke in wit's office or the church office or Wilson's office, wherever it was where Emily said, I get my Corinthians and Chronicles mixed up. What? Yeah. And then the part where it's like, Oh, is that the one where like Paul told like the Corinthians to grow up, to grow up. I was like, how like, like, how, like, just, like, weird of a, a phrase for Odyssey. I mean, that's just so, like, people struggling with their, like, like, trying to figure out, like, their faith. And Paul's like, grow up. Yeah, I mean, true. At and it was like, like, yeah, that part, almost. I mean, right. Actually, if this was, like, a Connie and, I don't know, Penny episode, yeah. maybe that line would have played a little better. Yeah. I agree. But yeah, because it's talking about two middle schoolers. It's like, okay, yeah, you need to be more mature than the little kids. But I don't think Witt should have expected you to be the Bible scholar. Yeah, basically. So, 
you know, didn't didn't love the episode because of the reasons I stated. I think it's funny enough. I think it's entertaining enough, but it's just like the story. Like I was really into it, and then they started talking about it. I was like, yeah, this is good. This is good. And then he was just like, yeah. Kind of like not by not saying it, but the vibe was just like, yeah, just tell him to believe in it. Yeah, I kind of agree. Like maybe if we had seen the whole play, we would have yeah, had a better. Like it's, it's such a like that's and that's why I think maybe they need a better. I mean, maybe that's what they intended. In that point, I'm like, that's kind of problematic. It right. could be they really wanted to do Noah for this, and then they were just kind of like, oh, what do we put here? Uh, just believe. Yeah, and I would also like to point out, the Ned Lewis, Shadrach, Meshach, and the Bendigo episode feels like a more well-rounded episode than this, and the last 10 minutes of that one are them doing the play. Yeah. So the last 10 minutes don't really get, and not that they don't get to have a message, but... Yeah. So all I'm saying is we probably could have had a better episode if we had gotten to see what they did for the play. Just my thought. And again, it's a club episode, you can go over 23 minutes. Yeah, it's true. And you could have shortened it. The play is really only like... You you could have done like a four or five minute version of the play, to be honest with you. Exactly. I don't think that many kids are... I don't think that many kids are keeping count. That's very true. And they don't care if we're keeping count. Well, you hope They said it was supposed to be seven minutes, and it was only four minutes. Hmm. Another ding on Odyssey. Okay. All right, so I think that wraps it up. Join us again for the February News Roundup, where we'll have all this fun stuff. The album will be over, so we'll get to talk about it. The episode is apparently called One Last Treasure Hunt. So Fun, fun. No information on it, except a character named Molly is in it, and so is Jason. Fun. We'll see what no, it's oh, like. Oh, Molly is uh, Detective Pullhouse's niece, or granddaughter. Oh, that she was good. Yeah, so... Anyway, I guess we'll see. I'm Will. I'm John. We'll see you next time. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.